I'm Sarah Heiner, President of Bottom Line Inc., the number one provider of expert-sourced, expert-vetted, expert advice that empowers your life. I'm thrilled to be talking today to Dr. Joel Furman, leading nutritional researcher, president of the Nutritional Research Foundation, and member of the Dr. Oz Show Advisory Board. Dr. Furman is the author of 12 books, including Eat to Live, and his most recent, Fast Food Genocide, How Processed Food is Killing Us and What We Can Do About It. His Eat to Live program and Nutritarian philosophy have helped millions of people to conquer disease and live healthy, active lives. You can learn more about Dr. Furman and his work at drfurman.com. So welcome, Joel. Thank you for talking today. Thank you. Looking forward to talking and discussing and having fun here today. All right. So I want to take a totally kind of inverse psychology strategy here because we can wag our fingers all day long at people that they should eat more vegetables and less pizza. And they know that. I keep insisting they know it, but they keep choosing not to. So I thought, let's try an inspirational tactic instead, because you have a ton of stories of the impact that your philosophy and your food training has done for people and the way that people can actually heal themselves in addition to preventing illness with food. So I thought maybe if we inspire them a little, that that would be a a better, more effective thing than just going, eat your broccoli, eat your spinach. Can we try that? Yeah, for sure. And I, just let me say that the diet style I recommend is called a nutritarian diet. So I, I coined this word nutritarian to represent a diet style that includes lots of anti-cancer foods and anti-cancer vegetables, of course. And I even have, you know, because what I'm saying right now is that when you put together a full portfolio of the foods that scientific studies show have the most powerful effects to prevent cancer and reduce inflammation, it produces a host of different benefits other than aging slower and making you live longer. It actually is most therapeutically effective for reversing diseases that you already have like autoimmune conditions, heart disease, diabetes, even early stage cancers and even depression. So what I'm saying is that Nutri that food is the most powerful medicine and a nutritarian diet tries to look at every factor in the dietary landscape that could weaken or strengthen a person's health. And then the question is, once we know what maximally strengthen a person's health, how can we make it taste great, make it palatable and make people love it? So that's what I'm all about is that giving people, how should I say it, not just hope, but to it, if they're suffering with psoriasis, with even depression or fibromyalgia or migraine headaches or body aches and pains and have high blood pressure or diabetes, I want them to know that they don't have to be sick the rest of their lives. I want them to know that if they want to take action and really get well, this opportunity is available to them. So you don't have to suffer with taking poisonous toxic drugs and with flee, you know, suffering with disease symptoms the rest of your life, being tortured by the medical profession. You know, so what I'm saying is that food is a hundred times more effective than drugs for these conditions, and you get you can establish a complete cure and as a, as opposed to treating the symptoms while you get sicker and sicker with every passing month. Well, and the, the interesting thing about this is people like to kind of poo-poo natural healing as not scientific as not necessarily having major studies, even though there have been a ton of studies on the, the powers of, of food. But you know, in our science-focused society, they go, well, it's not scientific. But I find one of the greatest ironies or one of the greatest kind of 
you know, paybacks right now is that the hottest area of cancer treatment are these immunologic drugs. And what are those doing but boosting your immune system? And what does food do and healthy food do but boost your immune system and help your body to be able to fight what it, what it can do, to use its resources the way that it was meant to be? Well, you know, we're living in an area today of unprecedented opportunity in human history where nutritional science has made such advances and the overwhelming evidence in large-scale, long-term studies using hard endpoints is is undeniable and comprehensively has to be accepted because the data is irrefutable. And I'm using the word hard endpoints, and that means you can't you have to give certain studies more credence because they follow people for decades, large numbers, and they look at hard endpoints like death or whether the person had a heart attack or a stroke or cancer not whether they lost weight or their triglycerides went down, but actually how long they lived. We can feed people on Twinkies and they'll lose weight and look a little better because they're sick of eating calories and just eating Twinkies. They'll but be preserved till they're 200. Yeah, they'll, they'll drop dead. What, what were you saying? They'll be preserved till they're 200 if they eat Twinkies. Okay. Well, the point I'm making is that, you know, that we follow people for long term. The diet, what I'm saying is the studies are not conflicting. They all show the same thing, that we can slow aging and live longer, and we have the information to win the war on cancer right now. We can wipe out 90% of the common cancers like breast, colon, and prostate cancer if people, but they don't, people don't like the answer. They're looking for a different answer. They don't like the answer. The answer is vegetables. The answer is, bar- you know, G-bombs, which stands for greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds. We have these foods, that's the acronym, so people can remember the high anti-cancer foods they're supposed to be eating each day. Actually, I'm running a study at the Northern Arizona University on women who are following the G-bombs approach to prevent breast cancer. You know, I'm on the faculty there at um, Northern Arizona University in their health sciences division. We do a lot of research there. But the point I'm making right now is that nutrition is therapeutically effective, and I want people to have hope and realize if they're suffering, they shouldn't be taking blood pressure medication the rest of their life. Blood pressure medications increase the risk of cancer. They shouldn't be on statin drugs the rest of the life. If they're diabetic, they shouldn't be going to the doctor and taking diabetic drugs the rest of the life, type 2 diabetic. They should get rid of their diabetes and become non-diabetic. All right, and, so let's tell some stories, right? Because okay. I, I, think, I think it might be inspirational for people to go, because it's convenient. I can take my pill. I can get my blood pressure down because I exercise. I don't eat that much. I'm not that overweight. And it's convenient. But... Let's let's tell, let's talk about how eating foods and their delicious foods can actually make a huge difference in people's lives. So you mentioned high blood pressure. So let's talk about high blood pressure. What are what is high blood pressure? What is diet? Tell me about a person or persons where changing their diet has changed their lives in high blood pressure. Well, you know, we published a study on on over 400 people who reversed their high blood pressure in six months, but here's a few cases, if I could just can describe a few personal cases out of those 400. Like, here's a guy, he's from Texas, he weighs over 300 pounds, and he had, um, first he had bypass surgery that re-clogged up again in four years, and then he had triple angioplasty, that he had restenosis within six months, had such chest pain, and they couldn't operate on him again, he was sent home to die, and his blood pressure was 160 over 110, on three different blood pressure medications. They couldn't even get his blood pressure down. So here's a guy, weighs over 300 pounds, 
high blood pressure on medications, high cholesterol on statins. His LDL or bad cholesterol was still 148 on 20 milligrams of the common, most common statin. And But anyway, so he Googles on the internet reverse heart disease and he finds my website. He joins as a member and we start communicating. He drops 140 pounds in the 12 months of working together. And how old is he? Well, this was July of 2008 that we that I have this case from, right? So July of 2008. How old? Was about, approximately. He was, he was about 48 years old then. Okay. So he was not an old guy. He was a right. relatively young guy. Was happened to be this sick. He was near death at the age of 50 years old, right? His triglycerides were 312. Okay. So he loses 140 pounds. His, he stops his statin drug over that year, and his LDL is now 75 on no medications, where it was at 148 on the statin drug. His blood pressure is now 115 over 70 on no meds, no medications, by the way, whereas his blood pressure was 160 over 110 on the medications. But of course, the point is his chest pains are gone. He can live a happy life. He's got to work. He's, you know, he's, he said, you know, he, he'll be the first person to say, you know, don't do what I did. Don't wait till you're almost near death with a medical tragedy to do this. This was the craziest, you know, I suffered for 20 years of my life, had no life until I found this out and then I became well again. So this you know, 48 so year old had no life. He was 300 pounds, he wasn't able to be active, he couldn't breathe, he was in pain constantly, he had done surgery, he was on assorted drugs. And by shifting his diet, and, and is that essentially all he did was shift his diet, start some ac activity? Were there other things that you did with him? No, you know, they, they all, you know, will incorporate some degree of activity, motion, and exercise, but most of these people in these cases I'm giving you, they were too sick to exercise. They couldn't even walk. So the fact is, is that so many people who are overweight or obese and diabetic, people say, oh, exercise, 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 but if you're not in good health, you can't exercise. And as they get better, it happens naturally. They feel like exercising. They get the capacity back again, and they, they start doing things. So sure that exercise contributes to it, but it's not the, but you can't exercise, you can't out exercise your mouth. You know what I mean? You can, you can spend a whole day in the gym, you burn a couple hundred calories, one bagel and you put it back on again. So you, you really, it's, it's all about, you know, what you do in the kitchen. That's the foundational of these health recoveries. But then of course you get a life again, you can be physically active and do things you couldn't do when you were sick. So when you start working with him, so he calls you up and says, I'm 300 pounds, I'm near death. I'm at the end of my rope, what should I do? Does he suddenly go from you know, Big Macs and pizza into salads and, and nuts, or do you ease him into it? Because a lot of people, one of the, the big holdbacks, I think, for people is it's inconvenient, and they're brats about it that they like the food that they like. Yeah, but they're, they're, addic they're addicted to food. But you know, So we don't take a cocaine addict and say, okay, we're gonna cut back your cocaine in half. Because continuing to eat the, feed the cocaine will just blow their, up their desire for more cocaine. And, and while I'm cutting back, he could have died. While I'm gradually changing his diet, he could have been dead already. I could have killed him with that approach. He needed, he was in an urgent situation. By the way, I do this every single day of my life. I have a retreat where people come in because they're in bad shape and they stay there for two to three months. And they often come in with chest pain, and I'm saying, you're here, you could be like, they're having chest pain at rest. I'm going, why didn't you go to the hospital? You know, you could be dying, you could have, a, could have a heart attack, you know? And so what I'm saying is these people come to me sometimes and they're close to death. If I cut back and did this more gradually, I would have lost some of them. I gotta jump in there, and, and plus the fact that I'm teaching them how to make this food taste incredibly delicious. We make incredible sauces for the vegetables, Thai peanut hemp seed sauces with turmeric and, and, and lemongrass paste and a little, you know, we're making incredibly gourmet food. They're not suffering. 
they're eating delicious food. See, you have the mentality now that you think, oh, this is too hard for people. They got to, but these people are jumping up and joy, up and down with with joy, and they're and they'll all say the same thing. They'll say, I didn't like vegetables. But once, but once I stopped all those foods that were weakening my taste buds, and I stopped the sugar and the salt and, the, and all the chips and all the crap that was actually making you, number one, desire that, but also affecting your ability to not appreciate the natural flavors and natural foods. When you get all that, that extra sweets out of your diet, then you can taste the subtle flavors of strawberries better. Then even lettuce has a sweet vanilla flavor. Then you start to, your taste buds get stronger. So absolutely, you can't take an addict and slowly move them over to healthy food because that little bit of dabbling in the foods that are, that are driving their addictions will keep having them jump all over the place and go on and off and they'll never, get any, they'll never have any success. Yeah. yeah, well, okay, jump them in, um, which means that people have to be either desperate enough or motivated enough to make that change and really committed to that change. Knowledgeable That's- enough. Not when the, you know, I always say don't make the decision until you read the whole book. After they've read like, and, and the point is, is that once they understand how this works and how it's, how taste buds change, now you feel bad and how the addictions and the anxiety and the desire and the emotional overeating, how that takes a few weeks to go away and gets weaker the longer you do this strictly and how your taste buds re-change. And, and I show a study of 760 people who like this way of eating just as much as their old diet and love the flavors. And we make ice creams with frozen banana and macadamia nuts and real vanilla bean powder that people like better than commercial ice cream once their taste buds have gotten rid of the desire for so much sweet. And there's no sweetener in an ice cream. There's not even, I don't put a date in there. It's just the banana. You know, but the point is, okay, so let's talk about Charlotte, who had heart disease and diabetes, right? And she had a, a blockage in her heart for 95% blocked in the heart, right? Age 56, had a stroke, couldn't move around, and was addicted to food and didn't want to give up what she ate. And, she's, and the, the point is, is that it, she, could, she said this was not about willpower, that I, I had no willpower. I couldn't control myself. She said, but the point is, is when she started eating this way, her desire to want to eat junk went away. The feeling of fatigue and shakiness and anxiety and depression that was associated with food withdrawal left her. So it wasn't just that this program actually removed her addictive behaviors and desire to emotionally eat food. And of course, she, okay, so she lost 130 pounds that first year. Her diabetes went away. She had no more heart problems. Her, um, of course, she, 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 her cholesterol dropped from total cholesterol from 219 to 130, and she didn't snore anymore, doesn't have cold and flus and everything, you know. But anyway, she said, if I had any willpower, I've never been so obese and sick to begin with. He said the program took a little time and effort at the beginning and so took some dedication, but the results made it so I stopped craving those kind of foods anymore. Well, it's funny. You and I were talking, actually, before we started recording the podcast about um, the how becoming aware of how bad you feel when you eat bad foods because you're not used to it. You don't even know how bad you're feeling on those bad foods and then becoming aware of how good you feel when you eat good foods and just. Right. That's how every one of these cases respond. They always say that, you know, they get rid of their cardiac arrhythmias, they get rid of their high blood pressure, but they say that this, 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 thi- this thymic syndrome, it means the, the minor depression the fog over their of their life. They are more emotionally enthusiastic. They're more creative. They're not depressed anymore. They're more excited about their life. They they report so much of a better life in every single aspect, other than the fact of what they really started this for. You follow me? Yes, exactly. Because you don't realize. I'm talking to Dr. Joel Furman. 
best-selling author and nutritional researcher who specializes in preventing and reversing disease through nutritional and natural methods. Our food choices can fuel both our health and our illnesses, and Dr. Furman's Eat to Live program and Nutritarian philosophy have helped millions of people to conquer disease and live healthy, active lives. He's just one of the thousands of experts featured in our newsletter, Bottom Line Personal, who provide their expert advice to guide readers into action in their own lives. In addition to Joel's wisdom regarding the power of food to heal, Bottom Line Personal is filled with actionable advice on all aspects of your life, including traveling safer and cheaper, finding the best insurance, retirement planning, smart tax strategies, fitness routines for anybody at any age, and even travel to little known destinations. Bottom Line Personal has been helping people lead more informed and vibrant lives for over 40 years with our actionable and double fact-checked advice. Subscribe today and get a free bonus book, Bottom Line's Best Bets, full of some of the greatest tips from our experts of all time. Just go to bottomlineinc.com forward slash BLP. That's bottomlineinc.com forward slash BLP. All right, let's tell some more stories. Let's talk about autoimmune disease because that is growing like crazy. Um, women get them uh, two to one versus men, but it, it, there seems to be this just trajectory of growth of autoimmune disease, be it psoriasis, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, MS, inflammatory bowel disease all over the, the place. And that we're doing that one to ourselves. That is diet and lifestyle like crazy, yes? Absolutely. You know, you know, you can go to a rheumatologist and take these drugs that are that. Do you know why they have a specialty called rheumatology? Is because the drugs cause cancer, and they have to monitor your blood tests frequently to make sure the drug doesn't cause cancer in your in your body. You know, they got to check that you're not getting cancer on the medications. It's the most dangerous medications doctors can prescribe. So they have a specialty evolved just to monitor the side effects of these really dangerous drugs. And what is that and, doing? It's because it's suppressing your immune system. They're chemotherapeutic agents, that's correct, that suppress the immune system, just like the drugs they use to fight to kill cancer, and they're da very dangerous medications. And, I, you know, if the case was that these people had no life and no chance to get well, so it's okay to take 20 or 30 years off the life of drugs that cause cancer because their life isn't worth living, they're in so much discomfort, that would be okay. But it's not okay because these people can make complete recoveries just by changing the way they eat. So give me a story. Well, one story, of course, is a person with room, with um, psoriatic arthritis. You know what psoriasis is? We get those itchy rash all over your body. But psoriatic arthritis is when you have, you know, the joint pain as well as the rash. And so they can't move. So this person, you know, she found me when she was about um, 50 years old. She already spent like 20 to 30 years of her life mostly in bed, unable to enjoy activities. And even on the medications, she had flaking in her ears and her, all over her body. You know, they hardly even controlled it. So she had skin rashes and joint pain for 40 years, taking steroids that blew her up like a balloon, you know, antihistamines that constipated her and made her, you know, made her dry mouth. And she was 18 years on medications and she also had lupus. You know, she had rheumatoid arthritis, you know, really psoriatic arthritis and lupus syndromes and psoriasis. But in any case, so she lost the 20 pounds of excess weight she had. She got off the steroids and I took care of her for a couple more years. And in that, in those years where she got well, in the two year period where she got completely well, you know, she became drug free, no more psoriasis, no more, able to, you know, climb mountains, enjoy life, do activities, play volleyball. I remember she went to one of our health getaways 
And she climbed that we were staying at the Red Mountain Spa back then. And she climbed the mountain near the Red Mountain Spa. And she put her arms above the head and said, look at me. I'm a medical miracle. And I said, Jody, you're not a miracle. This is just what you're just living such a healthy life. It just shows you how what food, what these unhealthy food and how dangerous the American diet is. And it's this diet of where people are eating processed foods and the wrong foods for the human system that creates all these, this, this whole epidemic of asthma, allergies, migraines, autoimmune disease. Now she's, you know, even in her mid to late 60s, and she's younger, more youthful, fully vibrant, able to avoid her life. She hasn't had any symptoms of psoriasis or joint pains or anything. In, in years, she even breezed through menopause with no symptoms because her diet is so healthy. She's had no menopausal symptoms. She feels and looks young. And she, you could look at her. You could think she looks about 45 years old now. She looks younger now than she did when she was back, back then. And so is it the and, same diet plan, essentially, your, your nutritarian diet plan, which – we didn't define that before, but you, it's really about getting eating the most nutrient-dense foods. If you're going to put food in your mouth, get as many nutrients in there as you can. And, and all the, the vegetables and the fruits and your G-bombs are the ones that have the most nutrients in them. So do, is the plan the same if it's heart disease or cancer or, or autoimmune disease? Very little differences, essentially the same. The only might changes we make is when a person has diabetes, probably make it a little more glycemically favorable. Other than that, it's pretty much the same. You know, so, um, and maybe when they have cancer, we add a glass of vegetable juice to it. And then maybe we change the supplements a little bit. But so it's, it's almost always the same, you know. But, but so we're talking about these cases that, um, that get well from not just psoriasis, but ulcerative colitis. Things, you know, we're talking about multiple sclerosis. Here's a person, Lori who was diagnosed with MS and, he, and from, since age 28. You know, so this, these are people who are sick 30 years, 30 years of taking drugs and still having symptoms and suffering. And then of course, they get rid of their multiple sclerosis. You know, they get, you know, I see people who are like in wheelchairs with fibromyalgia, with a simple disease that's so easy to remedy like fibromyalgia. I just saw a person and I say, you know what, when we combine the nutritarian dietary approach, which surely functions on high nutrient foods, but people don't realize when they're eating foods that contain calories, but no significant nutrient load, you just shove empty calories in your body, how much that creates toxic metabolic waste products and advanced glycation end products and other damaging chemicals that could age your tissues. So you know? it's both sides but, of the formula. It's removing the foods that are actually poisoning us and introducing the foods that are actually curative and, and I'll, I'll make up a word, healative. I love that word. You may and use you know, it. And could we, could we just, I, I'd love to mention before we close a couple of cases, just a two or three with cancer. Please. Because, you know, I don't want to come across with this false promise of curing all cancer, but I can say this, that as a physician, I'm a board certified family physician specializing in nutrition, nutritional researcher, but as, but in this career, I've seen a lot of people with advanced cancers make complete recoveries. And, and how many doctors can say that? You know, like, for example, here's Pam, who's, a, who's been a patient of mine about, and, oh, here it is, 1997. She had, we were diagnosed with metastatic ovarian cancer that metastasized to her lungs, and she was given about four months to live, right? So this is a, a very advanced disease that many people know, people die pretty rapidly after they have disease this advanced. Well, she's alive and well and thriving today with no cancer. You know, is that, that is she switched to a nutritarian diet and she made a complete recovery. Did she you know? get medical treatment as well? Did she use chemotherapy in addition? Pam did. 
she also received chemotherapy early on. That's correct. So, and do all, I think you've worked with patients who have, some of them use chemotherapy and this helps support them through that process and then heal afterward. And some even don't use chemotherapy, that which I would never recommend per se, but... It depends are, on the case. It depends right. on the type of cancer. Some cancers like, like postmenopausal breast cancer do better without chemotherapy. But whereas premenopausal, the breast cancer is, expanding, is growing very rapidly, they need chemotherapy. So it really depends on the case. But that case, but um, let's take this case. Here's Irene who had who had stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma who didn't use chemotherapy, did not. She lost 40 pounds in the first three months. Her tumor melted away. She was age 58 when she came to me with stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Now she's 73. It's 15 years later. She has no lymphoma, no, and she's in great health. So that person, so I can give you examples of all, you know, so it varies from person to person, but don't underestimate or, did, you know, even what I'm point, what I'm saying right now, sure, I have, you know, tons of cases of early stage prostate cancer and early stage breast cancer that reverse themselves. We're talking here about stage four cancers that, e that even in these cases, which where the prognosis was very poor, they still made complete recoveries, which certainly I'm not making the claim that this happens you know, will happen routinely in every stage of cancer. But the fact that there are these people, the fact that I have a whole slew of these cases show that the, the intense power that's here, that you don't give up, that changing your diet can, can, can produce miracles. Well, and it seemed, there was a story that I loved actually on your website about a guy named Dennis who had malignant melanoma that had metastasized to, his, to assorted lymph nodes throughout his body. And he was so far gone, his doctors did not recommend treatment. And he switched his diet and worked on your program. And well over nine years later, he's still going. He was cancer-free and he was thriving. That it all reversed. And malignant melanoma is one of those death sentence diagnoses, as I understand it. Absolutely. And, you know, we're talking here about reversing these cases with nutritional excellence. But let's just broaden this for a second and say, why get yourself into that condition of such, why live your life with fear pain. Let's just tell people they don't have to get cancer right now and enjoy the beautiful, the wonderful flavors of a nutritarian diet and protect themselves against stroke, against heart attacks, against dementia, and against cancer. There's not a different approach because these diseases are not natural. They're not natural for our species. And we have the scientific avail um, information available today to have the healthiest population ever in the history of the human race. So we have to take advantage of this. And I just like to, and so it's therapeutically effective, it's powerfully preventative, and we can live to be 100 years old in, with our full mental faculties and our physical body intact. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Joel. It really, you know, I'm hoping that we painted a different picture of this today with regard to why you should do it, why you should take that chance and stop complaining about the, your food addictions, but instead realize that the option is the, the stories, the lives of hell that these people are living in, whether you, you don't participate with your family, you're in pain, you're on a cycle of drugs and side effects, which is merely a spiral to death, basically. Or you can make some changes and you can prevent it and even overcome it. Thank you so much, Dr. Joel Furman, and you can learn more about his work at drfurman.com.